Hello everybody and welcome back to the Purpose Podcast. This is the show where I, Rebecca Erin, will be talking to people from lots of different backgrounds, about lots of different stories, about their own journeys with mental health and how they've basically learned to deal with it. So I'm hoping that this episode will bring you some much needed support maybe or maybe some ideas of how to support a loved one dealing with some mental health issues at the moment. Today I have a lovely, lovely friend, Alex. She is going to be on my podcast today talking about her own journey with mental health. I really, really hope you enjoy. If you are dealing with something mental health related, please know that there are so many avenues out there to talk about it. And if you've never dealt with any mental health issues before, maybe this will provide some insight into what to say and how to support that loved one. So thank you so much for tuning in today, guys, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So guys, we have Alex. She's really excited. She keeps laughing. (laughs) Introduce yourself. Say hello. Hi, I'm Alex. (laughs) (laughs) So really, really easy first question. How do we know each other? Um, From high school. We year do. seven, yeah. Was it literally year seven? That was when I moved into your form, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Well, when... I moved into... I remember you from pretty much the beginning, so I don't know yeah. how far into the year. And the weirdest, weirdest thing is that I... <laughs> we were, like, best friends. Like, we hung out every day yeah. till year 11. And I remember going and getting my GCSE results with you. I don't remember that. I remember getting my results with oh, you. Oh, okay. And then I li- it was like Alex just fell off the face of the earth. And we ran into each other maybe two or three years ago at Pets at Home. Yeah, you were with a guy. I, I assumed think. it was your boyfriend. I don't know that. <laughs> Probably not. No. And, um, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to find her. So I went on Facebook. Yeah, but I looked for you. But because your surname wasn't on it. Because I was a teacher. Yeah. See, I- so I, I couldn't c- find you. But I couldn't find you, and That's I don't know weird, why. Because, because your name is my name. <laughs> See, I find that really odd. So I couldn't find her, and then it was literally. Were you made... actually using Alexandra as well? Not. Alex. I think so. Yeah, and I reached out to you. How many months ago was it now? It wasn't that long ago, was it? Maybe like two, three months ago, and I reached Ooh. out to you. Was and... it like I don't know? I don't think it was. Met, we were meeting up like weekly for about five weeks. I know and then it's been about mo- so maybe yeah. Maybe I think it's been a month. Is it? No, I meant that. Like, we were meeting up weekly. Oh, yeah, yeah, But we, I literally reached out to you and you were like, oh, my God. I was, How yeah. random is this? It was really random. Because we were best friends and we don't even know what happened. It wasn't even like we had a fallout. The fact that neither of us could remember even being in the same sixth form. I find that bizarre. That's bizarre. Like, we were literally in the same place. Yeah. I mean, we were going different avenues. I'm not going to deny that. And, yeah. You know, obviously, growing up and stuff. But the fact that we don't even... It's so bizarre. Yeah, we didn't know that we were in the same six months. No. I don't remember even seeing you. No. And the, and it was weird because Alex would come on, like, family holidays with me. Because you came to centre parks and stuff with my mum yeah, and we her we were about partner. 14 at that point, though, weren't we? Yeah, but we'd done stuff out. That's our... <laughs> <laughs> That's <Half so week. laughs> The point is... Do you remember that either? <laughs> the point is that we've known each other for a really long time, but it was... We yeah. haven't spoken for, like... No. Five, six and years. And that first meeting after all that time as well. It was so normal. Yeah, it was. Which it was, was really, really lovely. Bizarre. It was, it was lovely, yeah. So I'm really, really excited to get Alex on today because <laughs> we have found in our meetups yeah. a lot of common ground. A lot of common ground. With mental health. So I wanted to ask you, what was the first time you became aware of mental health in general? That That's a bit of a hard question because I, looking back on it, know that I was having a lot of issues from... 
quite a young age, probably about 14, 15. So when I knew you. Yeah. Um, I remember being good friends with you. I remember, like, being in the group with all the girls. Yeah. And, you know, I got on really well with you. But I also held my back, my myself back a lot as well. Yeah. Um, you were quite quiet sometimes. Yeah. I remember that. I was just, I'm so internal. Like, I was yeah. at that point and I'm still am but i was even worse at that point i don't think i ever remember you crying or getting upset like i don't you, you never if made I yourself cry, vulnerable that is when you'll never see like a little tear come out of my eye i'm either not crying or i will Lose everything it. that has ever met yeah it, i will be done oh and i'm God. not a very pretty crier <laughs> but <laughs> who is <laughs> i was so angry really yeah so so angry because i couldn't understand why why I felt the way I did. Yeah. Because um, there was nothing in school, was there? Not I necessarily. Don't, no, I don't remember doing anything. I can't anything. think of anything particularly. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a weak person, but I think I thought of myself as weak. Yeah. And I had to make myself appear more strong and I have the, yeah. you know, I still have that front and I, you know, it's not as yeah. bad, but um, I've got a, a really, really good relationship with my mother, but at that yeah. point, we were really bad because I I was just so... I reacted in such... I was so angry and I was just horrible. Yeah. You you act that way with the people that you love and I just... Definitely. Yeah, for a good two years, me and my mum were terrible. Because I remember when me, and, when me and Alex were really good friends, we both came from a really similar background in the fact of mother we were both the... only child, we live with our mums. Yeah. Um, our dads, with our yeah, we had yeah. a really good relationship with our mums and we had really bad relationships with them at some point. Like, I remember when I was like 13 to 15, I had a real rough relationship yeah. with my mum and like your your relationship with your dad was kind really, of similar yeah, to me. We've got similar dads as well. Yeah. They're very much like the guy who hasn't, the boy who hasn't grown up and, you know, yeah. they, they've got that type of, not, not you know. Like create like creative and sometimes can be a bit elusive. Oh, elusive? Elusive? Is that a word? But I know your relationship. With I know your... what you mean. Yeah. They're just like, they can be parental and they can be a really good father figure, but they're not that stereotypical. No, they, they, they're like a friend. Because we both um, got to this point where we didn't have a great relationship with our fathers. Yeah. And now we've grown up a little bit and we, we've got really good, but they're not the norm. Yeah, I Like you speak to them like they're a friend. I do. I treat my dad. I think now, I mean, I, I probably went through maybe like a year of bad bad like me and my dad just didn't really speak but then that no. was about five six years ago <laughs> and we've been like my dad's incredible like I would trust him with my life and he yeah. is like my best friend and I feel like for you you had a lot longer didn't you where you had an interesting relationship with your dad it was kind of like he was there but on the on the outskirts like of a my back life. Like, he never like you usually you either have um even if your parents aren't together you usually have you're still yeah. seeing them, you're still going over to the house, you're still... Which I did have, but you didn't have that, did you? I did for, like, a period of time when I was a child. Yeah. But my dad sort of sticks his head in the sand, and because he wasn't getting the, the best reaction from me, yeah. because I wasn't chasing after him, saying, please be my father, yeah. he just kind of ran away a little bit. Um, But it made me angry that he never made that choice. You yeah. either be in my life and make an effort to be in my life... Or just leave me alone. Yeah, this I know that sounds terrible, but that was kind of what I thought for a long time. 
Um, so do you think that that, that was the thing that maybe kickstarted? Because anxiety is the thing you mainly suffer with, isn't it? Yes. Do you feel like that relationship with your dad, like the unknown maybe, kickstarted it? Or do you think that was just like a genetic thing? Like when did you first kind of deal with anxiety that you remember? That I could... Defining it as anxiety and realising what it was probably only about three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, as time has gone on, um, whatever started it, I don't know. <clears throat> but as time has gone on, my anxiety got worse. Yeah. So I just overthink things. Um, I'd read into things that people were doing. Oh my God, um, yeah. And it just, I don't know, I just had no trust for anybody. Like I, I have I had friends in high school, but <coughs> sorry, this is alright. <laughs> it's that time of the year. It is. It's winter, but um, I don't think I ever let anybody in. Like my mother, who I'm really close to, has only realised exactly what it is that I've been dealing with. Probably earlier this year. Oh my god, same. I turned twenty five in September, and I absolutely. I hurt that woman so much by and telling probably, her that. Oh, really? Because, because she just... She said to herself, how did I not notice that? How did I not realise that you were going through that? And Which is, a you know, what you do as a parent. You want the best for your children. And for you to think that you haven't noticed them going through something so... Yeah. You know... It's difficult. It's yeah. really, really difficult though because it is. I always say to people there is a very big difference between being sad and depressed, stressing out and being anxious. And I think, especially our parents' generation, there was. No- I feel like me telling my mum and my dad about my issues is like teaching them. Like they don't. They Things have no base. Yeah. Exactly. They've got no base to be like, oh, that's the. You know, they hear about depression and all sorts of mental health, and I think. For, for people who are around my mum's age that I've spoken to about it, they're like, oh, I would never have thought that. And I think... Because you get on with your day sometimes. Yeah. And, and they can't understand it. that. Because, obviously, there is... There's different levels of this. Yeah. Of all different mental health issues. Yeah. If you can maintain that... Keep going facade. on a daily... Yeah. yeah. If you, is that exactly what it is? It's a facade. If you can keep that up and you say that some days you don't even want to get out of bed, it's yeah. sort of like you're lying. Yeah. Because you're well, they having, can't fathom it. Because you're getting up, you're brushing your teeth, you're brushing yeah. your hair. You, you should, if you've got a mental health issue, apparently, you should not be able to get out of bed. Which oh, yeah. some people can't because they're suffering majorly yeah. by that point. If you are having a breakdown at yeah. that point. But that doesn't mean that you're not suffering yeah. in the meantime. Because it shouldn't be a classic, you know, you're only dealing with it one out of ten like it, it on the spectrum yeah and it's like well i might be having a 10 out of day 10 out of 10 day one day yeah. and the next day i might have about four cries to myself and i and i always say to my mum i remember we had a few arguments i think before she realized i had anxiety or before we actually spoke about it where i basically said do you think i enjoy overthinking everything you say it is so stressful and it's exhausting it is absolutely it's so exhausting. And I said, do you... And I think that was the first time she went, actually, yeah. Why would you want to pick that one thing I said a year ago and still cling on to it? Exactly. There's stuff that people said to me maybe five, ten years ago in passing that when I'm having a really shit day, it I think about. And, and I'm like, that validates it. 
where it's that classic thing of you see 10 comments that are amazing and you're the best thing ever and one comment from one arsehole and it's just, oh, well, no, yeah, I, I am horrible. Yeah, I am manipulative. Oh, yeah, no, I... Why would anyone want to be with me if I'm like this? Or who would want to be friends with me? Yeah. It's this... And, and I saw a meme the other day and it said something about you're such an overthinker. You could be out with your friends and convince yourself that they only invited you out of pity. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, on a bad day, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like, especially in the workplace, so Alex deals in customer service, don't you? Yeah. Like, that's the industry yeah. you're in. And I feel like that's that could be both a, like a big benefit and a big negative some days because a benefit could be you're constantly with people, you've got to be distracted. And other days, as you said, when you have a bad day, you don't want to deal with anyone, do you? Yeah. Especially no. people who are asking you for something that you think is, oh my God, who literally gives a crap about that? I think it does have that benefit in that um, it, it wouldn't be like a really bad day, but say I'm just feeling that little bit low, you can have some somebody so lovely and just have such a simple conversation. Yeah. And you just think, do you know what? You're a lovely human being. There yeah. are actually people like you out in the world. Yeah. Which, you know, is that good thing about being in customer services. Yeah. But there's also, you're feeling down and somebody just treats you like crap. Yeah. Which people think that they have the right to do. Which is mad to me. You don't. Um, it's so far, it's so over the top sometimes. You get things chucked at you. You get people looking down on you just for doing your job, and it's just yeah. So they ca- there can be both positive and negative effects. That to works. This. Yeah. And how do you think? I know that we've kind of. I feel like we've become a lot more progressive in our society. I think because mental health is getting so much worse, and I don't yeah. know why, but we're getting, we're getting. Um, like more aware of the people yes. dealing with it, and we can talk about it more. But I also think that a lot of misunderstanding still. Uh, inc- an incredible amount and I I feel like one of the major places we really need to work on our understanding <coughs> is in work because I've had a day not in this job in like a job maybe two years ago where I was having such a low day for no reason and I had to call in and they were like why are you sick and I was like well I'm not sick I just I can't I can't leave the house today I'm really really sorry and they were like why and kept badgering and badgering and badgering to a point I was thinking why do you have no understanding of this? And I feel like it would still be the same today for a lot of people if they were to call in. I, I do get to a degree that people are going to question it simply yeah. because they don't understand it, yeah. but also because people have caught on to this now. So yeah. they, they abuse it. Yeah. And it, it's so frustrating, not mm. only for somebody who deals with the minor end of this, yeah. but how can you take something... That people struggle like, so that people struggle yeah. with so much and turn it into a reason why you will have a day off like a benefit it's it is sickening in it but i honestly think that the percentage of people who will do that is quite small in yeah i don't think a lot of people would do it because that but takes i know a lot what you're balls. saying yeah, yeah yeah but that is i think with a lack of understanding yeah people do somewhat assume that you are just making it up or being dramatic or wanting attention but it's like i heard a report the other day on radio 2 it's jeremy vine and he said one in four young people self-harm and there was a doctor on there and she was basically saying there's literally very little support to no support for any of them because a lot of the time people just say oh you're attention seeking but the point is it is to a certain extent because you're like i need help yeah i'm suffering suffering and i'm not doing it so you're like oh my god you know 
Bex, Bex acting out today or Alex acting out today. She, oh, you know, I need to go around and give her a cup of tea. Yeah, a cup of tea, granted, is going to make me feel a little bit better. But long term, I need support. I need yeah. understanding. I need people to realise. And me and me and Alex, a lot of the time, we talk about we talk about our anxiety because in some ways we're very similar and in other ways it affects us very differently, which yeah. is really good to talk about. Cause I it's... find it amazing to talk to you. Yeah. I have people who I've um, opened up to recently and they're really good, but with you especially, um, I know people with mental health issues, but you specifically with your anxiety... We're quite similar. We're quite similar. And I find it, even if we don't always have the same experience with it, I feel a benefit from talking to you specifically yeah. about this. Yeah, and I feel that I feel the same way, and I think we deal very similarly. Like one of the questions I was going to ask you is, how has this, like, how has anxiety affected your romantic relationships? Because I feel like we have very similar experiences sometimes with our boyfriends. Yeah, you'll say something that you've done, and I'm literally yeah. like, I did that last week. Yeah, and literally. it's we're smiling at the moment, and we're sort of like <laughs> we're sort of laughing, but we don't find it funny. No, we find it quite sad actually. Yeah. Because we don't want to do it to ourselves and we don't want to do it to them either. Yeah. But you can't Absolutely. help it. No. You honestly can't. And we're actually really uh, lucky with the boyfriends that we've got. Yeah. Um, really lucky, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because they try to understand. I mean, my, my boyfriend works in mental health, so he does have that understanding. He's got a bit, yeah. Um, but just, in, just listening, just being there. I mean, I can... I'm so internal in how I deal with some things that I can just give off a really cold vibe and he's still there trying to that's so trying sweet to, yeah trying to get me to talk trying to just put a hand on my shoulder and make sure that he know you know make sure that i know that he's there and i think that's a massive tribute really to people like your boyfriend in the fact that they want to understand he tries so hard they yeah. don't they don't want to be like well why why the hell would you think of that like in a, in a way of and you'd expect being horrible to yeah react like that because 100%. they don't deserve yeah you know to get that reaction from you exactly but the fact that they realize that that's not what you're trying to do it's not a choice is it's it? not a choice um and yeah. loving you as cheesy as it sounds is loving everything and a part of that, you know, some people might be a bit OCD with things. Some people might be really particular about certain things in their life. And I feel like if you've got anxiety or depression or bipolar, unfortunately, it's something that, you know, you've got to live with the rest of your life. You just get better at coping with it, maybe, yeah. or you just learn different techniques. But ultimately, that's what my boyfriend had to buy into when he fell in love with me. Yes. Same with your boyfriend. Mm. But it, isn't it weird how even so many months down the line, like you've been with your boyfriend a year and a bit now. Yeah. You still have to explain. Like you were... I try to. I'd love for you to tell the story about the paracetamol thing. Because <laughs> okay. it's, such a, it's such a stupid thing in that a lot of people would be like, why would you even think about that? Yeah, but yeah. someone with anxiety is like, that's the first thing I would have thought of. Yeah. So Alex was sick the other week. <laughs> um, just, you know, your general everyday cold. Um, I'd already discussed with my boyfriend that um, I'd go up there after work. He yeah. was off um, and off the next day as well. So was I. So I'd go up there after work and I'd stay over and we'd spend the next day together. Um, so after work, I'd go up there, been a little bit under the weather. Um, watching a film halfway through, um, I just need a tissue because uh, my face is leaking and just whatever. <laughs> and um, he just makes the comment of, have I taken anything? 
um, to which I don't. I try not to, you know, pop pills all the time. I'll take a paracetamol if Unless he didn't. Really but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't, you know, for a cold, I generally don't do that. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, you kind of should be, you know, he'll try, he'll It'll help a little better. bit. Um, what have you got at, in the house? Um, maybe you could take some before you go to bed. And I just remember thinking, <laughs> like, we've taken 10 steps back here because um, we do sometimes struggle a little bit with communication. I think um, everyone does, it, yeah, don't they? But we both have our little bit of insecurities, a little bit of yeah. awkwardness, and it just, things get lost in transla- uh, translation. But I just, I went so quiet and so internal because I was thinking... We'd had a couple of really deep conversations. We discussed this. And I just felt like he was kind of sending me home. Yeah. Because he was like, why don't you check at home what yeah. you've got and take before you go to bed? And you're like, well, we've made plans for me to stay over tonight. So without it being my intention, I just kind of ignored him <laughs> through the second half of that film. Um, I could kind of feel him looking at me, trying to... You know, trying to be affectionate, trying to just put a hand on my back. But this point's really important because when you're in that mind frame of arguing or, or I'm having, arguing to myself having my a head. moment, you're dealing with it in your head. Yeah. And you, I, uh, yeah. there is nothing in, in when I have those kind of conversations that will take me out of it. No. You've got to have that time because nothing, not like, oh, cheer up. That would just do my nerve. Yeah. It, no, but I, but your boyfriend's a real, like, he was trying to, like, comfort you and stuff. He's a very he? tactile person. Um, As... As the time has gone on that I've been with him, I've become quite tactile as well. We're quite affectionate towards each other, but I didn't start out that way. So, yeah, just that's how he genuinely would be during yeah. a film. He would be putting a hand on my leg. He would be, you know, Especially just holding my hand. Yeah. That's, that's just the topic I is. But you could tell that he knew just from the way I was acting. And he didn't even say He didn't, but I don't know why that was, but he didn't. Mm. So the film ended and he did ask what's wrong. Um, I did struggle to kind of explain it, but when I did, his reaction was very much "What the no, 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 that's yeah. that's not what I meant at all." And I was just, but how yeah. in my head I was thinking, but how do you expect me to yeah. to have perceived that? Yeah, and his answer was simply that I haven't got anything here in the house. Yeah, what have you got at home? Yeah, and you and I was trying to explain to... that that in my head was. I'm staying here, so whatever yeah. I've got in the house doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. I know you're concerned, but you've just basically given me the kick out. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that'll be hard for some people to register. And I know people like my boyfriend might listen to this and be like, oh my God, how could you read that? Exactly. And I feel like boyfriends, parents, like maybe our mums, have quite a, a difficult task really because... Anything they say, I feel like when I'm always, when you've got anxiety, you're like a word sponge. Mm. You say one word, like, what have you got at home? And you're like, oh, he wants me to go home then. He doesn't want me here tonight. Two sentences, the exact same thing. The word in a bit can mean completely different things. And that's why I've had to teach my boy, why I say teach my boyfriend, I guess it's after discussions. It's just understanding. Mm. And he now... I. I guess it's it's kind of good in a way that he's away this year doing his studies because if I get upset, he can give me that time because he knows now, you know, I don't want him to disappear for the evening if I'm having, like, an anxiety thing, but I need half hour just to deal with it myself. Yeah. And because 
anything they say, depending on my mood, I can be vile. I can be really, because I'm wanting to push people away. I don't, for whatever reason, I'm having yeah. an argument with someone. I just can't, I, I don't feel like I'm in control of my own thoughts. Therefore, I'm not really in control of what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. So I'd rather just not be say anything. Yeah, just be by yourself. And some people like to get it out. And I think he knows now that when I'm in that anxious mode, it's normally in the evening. By the next morning, I feel like it's a completely different person. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not anxious. I'm not upset, generally. I think we've had this conversation where you go very much, like, high and then you feel more right. And I sort of ride this wave. Yeah. It, it's pretty much always... A constant. Sort of there. Yeah. Um. Now, I messaged you the other day because I had a really, really bad yeah. day. Really, really bad day. And you said, you know, the morning it'll be better. Don't get me wrong, the next day it wasn't as bad, but I had this... This empty feeling in my gut still. Yeah. It just... It wasn't to the point where I felt like I was going to cry. But it it's wasn't like a the next day thing yeah. for me. You yeah, seem to that. have that up and down. Where I do. I'm so, kind of... And I think it's a learning curve. Because maybe, like, that wasn't the right thing for me to say. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But because that's how I deal with but it. How similar we are in some ways. And yet yeah. we're still very different. Yeah. I... Which is why I get why it's so hard for people to understand. 100%. Because you have two people who are very similar, and yet we have anxiety. Different. And you just put it into the same... I feel like a lot of people treat mental health... I mean, it is a medical condition. But, you know, the symptoms of a cold are the same for everyone, really. Sore throat, runny nose, headache, yeah. feeling really tired, blah, blah, blah. Same for a lot of different things. But when it comes to mental health there is such a spectrum i know people who have depression who literally for a week won't get out of bed won't shower if they're having an episode yeah and they can't speak to anyone everything is dark there's nothing you can say that will make them feel better which you can't really anyway whatever you're dealing with whereas if i have an episode of depression or lowness I'm not going to be in bed. I'm not necessarily going to be in bed for a week dealing with it like that. I deal with it in my own way. And I was going to say, what's a way that you deal with it? Because a way in which I deal with it a lot of the time is to remove the overwhelming. And it's to just take a day for myself. What I hate is when people say, like, I guess what I said to you the other day, it'll be better in the morning. That's probably the worst thing to say because I, it's not going to be. Honestly, I didn't take it in a bad yeah. way. Um, I mean, like, I would hope that it would be different in the morning but as anthony's always like i want to know when you're going through something like this please message yeah. me and as much as i don't want to disregard that sometimes i can't yeah and um, it makes me feel worse to think about telling him because he works in mental health he has to deal with this all the time and i've apologized to him for having to come isn't home to ma- it yeah but isn't that mad that you have to apologize for something that you are not in control of because I, I understand so much, it. Yeah, it's not so much that I feel like I have to, because I don't think that he needs but me to apologise. making that choice at the end of you. Yeah, but I just think in my head sometimes, why am I doing this? Yeah. Everyone else seems to have, you know... <laughs> everyone else seems to be okay. Yeah. They don't read into things. They don't seem to be nearly ruining... I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> <laughs> ruining their relationship. When yeah. That's not what I'm doing, but sometimes... I feel unfair to him. Yeah. Because he... he I, I mean, he works in the um, the major psychiatric part of Landoc, so he deals with schizophrenia, yeah. like, he deals with a Abusive, lot worse. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want him to have to come home to somebody... I, I don't live with him, but... No, no, I know what you mean. In his home life, yeah. I, I don't want him to have to deal with that either. 
but I also think it's it's coming to an understanding as we kind of said earlier you you buy into it that is the person as a whole so I I used to guess say the same thing to my mum I go through stages of apologizing and saying because I live at home you live at home yeah of apologizing sometimes to my mum and saying like I'm 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 so sorry and I sometimes feel a bit sad because I feel like my mum in particular will sometimes look to herself as to why I have anxiety like was it something I did my mum's definitely questioned was it something I said and I feel like it's not necessarily like sometimes it's triggered by environment. I, there are medical studies to show it can be gen, like it can be not gender, it can be um, inherited and genetics. But ultimately, it's part of parcel of who we are. Yeah. And I think anxiety sometimes can really benefit my life because it makes me think about things before I say them because I realize how that might make me feel. Yeah, it makes me a lot more thoughtful sometimes to other people's emotions. So and it's part of parcel of who I am. So as much as it is difficult for our boyfriends or our people we have relationships with, I also think that sometimes we just need to realise, you know what, yeah, it's hard for other people, but it's also really hard to deal with it myself. And who else do I have to blame? No one, because it's in my head. And I feel like explaining mental health to people who have never had it, it's like explaining colour to a blind person. I, d- I don't know how to answer that question. It, I honestly don't. I don't know how to explain it. No. Um, because I, I think we both use the word overreaction and overthinking. Yeah. Yes, it is that. But at the same time, it's... It's so much more than that. It is. Uh, like, one day you can say a comment to me and I'd be thinking, well, stuff you then. Yeah. What, what does it matter? Yeah. Because I feel like maybe the same part of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not insane, but you no, know no, what I mean? No, I know like, what you mean. The, the really sort of, like... Without those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when I'm having a good day. Yeah. I don't really care what you say to me. Yeah. But then the next you can make that same co- that I same know. comment to me and it's like it's like dominoes. Yeah. From that moment on, you're just done. I'm done. But that's why I think it's quite difficult for our friends and family and, and even people you work with. Because I remember I'd have a real joke with people at work one day. And then the next day, we'd all have banter and say the same things. And it would affect me no end. And I'd have people apologising to me, saying, I'm so sorry to upset you. And now you say it like that, I think, well, how else were they meant to react? Because that one day, they'd seen me laughing and dealing with it. And the next day, I'm like, I never want to speak to you again. You really affected me there. Like, no. Sorry. Like, no, you're so dramatic. I am. I'm so dramatic. You've really affected me here. I don't want to deal with you. Hand up to (laughs) face. That's literally what I did. Hand up to Alex. I'm not dealing with you today. Okay. But I, I guess in my anxiety, I don't know about you, but if someone upsets me and I'm in that headspace, I'll cut off their relationship. I'll cut that off. In my head, I'm thinking, fine, like, dead to me. Cool. No, I don't I'm do so, that. I'm so final, whereas... But remember what we said, I'm quite up and down yes. with mine, whereas... Which, in a weird way, makes me... Obviously, I'm not bipolar, because there's a lot more to it, but I feel like my, my reactions are quite very high, very low, whereas mm. you said it's like a steady... Yeah, don't get me wrong, like, I can have a really high day and a really low yeah. day, but generally... I can calm down is... in 10 minutes from a real heightened anxiety state that... I was just like, oh my God, I literally don't recognise that person. It's like a completely different person. But in day-to-day then, obviously on a day that you're feeling fine, you don't really need to deal with it. You don't even think about it really, some days. I feel like I do think about it a lot. Do you? Yeah. See, I guess... Little little thoughts throughout the day. Yeah. Nothing major, but um, I actually have OCD. 
Oh my god. The, yeah. You know what they say? A lot of people with anxiety has a, a I OCD. think um the OCD come from the anxiety. Yeah. Because it's it's a weird thing to explain, but I I'm not very like cleany. Like I'm hygienic, but I'm it's not in the cleaning way. Yeah. But um say like I'm looking to um Beck's um perfumes I could look at it and think that is not right. It's not in the you. right direction. It doesn't necessarily uh, have to be okay. pointing to me or to the back. Right. But I have to turn it to a certain direction. And if I don't, mm. something bad could happen. I get that. And even saying it's that... It's control, and knowing, isn't it? And yeah, I have a massive control issue. Yeah. Massive, huge. That's because can't you can't even... control your thoughts. No, I can't. So you'll control I can't everything control, else. I can't control the will. This will yeah. is shit. Yeah. You, you can't say any other word. <laughs> any other way yeah there's this good parts but yeah. this this world can be hell yeah um and those overtake your thoughts then don't they yeah. and you can't rest till you've sorted it no and i'm like that when i come home from a weekend or something i need to unpack my bag because if i don't i can't i can't rest no and that's my thing whereas your thing is maybe organizing things in a certain way but it's all about control. And I guess on the days where you're really struggling, so just say you go into work one day and you realise your anxiety is just off on one today, how do you deal with it? Like, what tips would you give to someone to say, this is how you can get through the day? Um, and it's probably not something you think about because you probably just automatically do it. I'm very, like I said, I'm, I'm very internal, so I will probably be getting on with what I'm doing probably look just quiet but in my head there is a continuous stream of what I could be I, I, it's hard to explain but just just continuously worrying and yeah. it, it is just that um I I have got that little bit better at controlling yeah. it but I think that's mostly knowing now and accepting that if I need to speak to somebody that I can yeah that's a massive um, thing. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that. Sometimes yeah. I, I, I don't want to talk to people. That is kind of how I deal with that, yeah. personally. Sometimes I just need to... As much as it seems like I, I'm just dealing with it too much by myself, sometimes I need to have that that conversation with myself. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody else can really help me with it. I understand that. And I I, I guess for me, I'm I'm more a person of... Instead of, if I think about the day, I get really overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, how the hell am I going to make it in work till six? Because I can't deal with myself right now. Mm. And I have to break it up in hours. Or I have to, if I'm having a day off, I'm like, right, Beth, you're just going to go and have a shower. That's all you're going to do. Because if someone says to me, have a good day, and I don't, because I'm dealing with something, I feel like I've let myself down. Like, it's, it's that overthinking of, well, I haven't had a good day, so great. Even that shit. Like, I haven't done that, haven't done what I wanted to, so I just say to myself, have the day to feel like rubbish. Yeah. And when I get to the end of the day, oh, I've had a rubbish day. Well done, Beck. Like, I've actually managed to accomplish something. But I've just let myself okay. feel what I need to feel. Yeah. And it's, I guess, in a weird way, it's a tick box exercise. But I think one of the worst things with anxiety is half the time you worry about things that have never happened. Like, oh, my God. All... Do you... All the time, yes. 80% of my thoughts have never, ever happened to me. No. But then I feel like in situations where you have dealt with something, that gives your mind validation to think those thoughts. So, for instance, I've told you before, my last relationship, he was 
like we'll just call him jerk um <laughs> that's like probably the nicest way i could probably describe him so for my new boyfriend yeah i'm I, in a weird way i guess i was carrying baggage from that but it had given my thoughts validation like i'm not good enough that someone won't cheat on me because it's happened yeah. or i'm not pretty enough because my my boyfriend's gone off with another girl like i've had those thoughts because they've happened to me yeah so i think it's really really difficult for someone to to try and put their thoughts into perspective if they dealt with these things um but i think ultimately you need someone to prove you wrong so i know friends who have had major daddy issues who have had issues with their dad and they've brought it onto their you know, male relationships. Like, I know friends who've never spoken to their dads. They've had relationships and it's ruined a few of them. But they just needed that one guy to stick around to make them realise, well, just because that happened to me doesn't mean I need to think about it every yeah. waking minute. Yeah, it's it's weird because he is my first relationship. Yeah. Um, Non-casual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know, it just, it kind of come from nowhere. Um, I didn't want a relationship. I've never really had the thought of marriage and kids. It's not something that I particularly wanted. Yeah. But I think that overwhelmed me as a lot as well. Just how quickly it happened. And, you know, obviously I'm with him. I love him. He's such yeah. an amazing guy. But to kind of feel that... And, I mean, you never know in relationships what's going to happen. No. Um, As much as you can love each other and as much as you can be good... You know, there's too many ifs, but yeah. and th- I think that really messes with my head sometimes. Um, and dealing with anxiety, you can be a worst case scenario of Sally, oh can't God, you? All the time. You're just like, well, that's not going to happen because we're not going to make it that long, or like this isn't going to last because. Actually, we had that conversation a couple of days ago oh, because really? he asked a few, say about five months ago, if we could go away, um, abroad in January. Nice. So I was like, yeah, that sounds fine, um, but. Obviously, with that's that's not long after Christmas, and he's moving into a flat in January as well. So in my head, I'm thinking, that's not giving it a lot of time in terms of money and just holidays General and stuff things, like that. Yeah. Um, and we went out for dinner with my mother and stepfather, and they brought up because I'd obviously mentioned it, and they said, "What are you?" And he said, "Well, I've actually been thinking about it, and probably not in January, but later in the year." So when we were back at his, I just had that conversation and said, well, when in, in, in the later year? Um, and I just remember saying, um, I kind of wanted to ask, but I also didn't know how because it's so far into next year. Yeah. And he kind of looked at me and was like, what, do you not think we're going to be together at that point? And I was like, that's not what I meant, but no. maybe... a." Maybe part of my, yeah, part of me is thinking that. Yeah. I fi- I find it really hard to think of the serious. Yeah. Even though I kind of do want that with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a major. It's not. It's not anything about him, is head. it? No. It's just your head. It, and it how makes you're me thinking. panic. It gets to the point sometimes where I can wind myself up to the point where I'm nearly having a panic attack. Yeah. Going back to the OCD, if I don't do that, sometimes. I've actually tested it where I haven't done it and I could feel my heart going quicker and quicker and quicker. That's my mad. breathing is... And I've got to go do it. Yeah. And it's so stupid. What does a bottle and the weight and the direction that it is yeah. facing have to do with anything? But I think it's it's this, as we said it before, is the control. It's, it's control. And it's also 
because you're dealing with so many shitty thoughts all day sometimes if that one thing will make you feel better it does do it yeah do you know what I mean and so for people it's sometimes lights for me it's locking a door I have to I check my lock door lights. yeah oh I just and and I one time I remember about five years ago I checked my front door was locked and my mum wasn't in so she couldn't check for me right and I sat on my stairs and I got myself so wound up I cried because I was like I know the door is locked but because my brain, every time I walk away from it, it's like, did you lock it? I can't move. So I can't go to bed. Mm. Like, it's just ridiculous how bloody kind of out of control it can get. And for some people, it gets very serious. Every time we're describing something, we're saying, we know it's ridiculous. I we know. know it's weird. But, and I think that's actually bad. Not so much concerning, but it, it is. Yeah. I think it just goes to show how much that... We will talk about it and we'll try and explain it to the best of our abilities. But even we feel like yeah. we're overreacting. There's some like vulnerability and that makes you feel to worse. it. Yeah. And it's trying to, like, I know that there are people in my life I could never speak about this to. No. Because they just would not understand. They would not understand. And they'd be like, well, why can't you do that? And mm. why are you thinking like that? And I think it, I think when you're trying to explain it to other people, it's very much, I've had to say to people, research. Just go away and research because as much as I can say to you, and I've said it to my boyfriend and I've said it to my mum, there are forums everywhere how to deal with your daughter with depression, how to deal with a child with bipolar or how to deal with your partner who's got anxiety because I feel like until they see it on paper and they read something about it from a lot of other people, there's no validity in it because people just think, we were just being stressy today. No, actually, there's a massive difference between me being stressed about something and me being anxious. Yeah. Because they're winding yourself up, making you feel making constant yourself feel thoughts. Yeah. You make yourself ill. Yeah. And it's just this sad, sad, as you said, world, I guess, in which we're apologising for an illness that we didn't ask for. No. I remember back in June, it was the... I don't know what happened. Um, actually, I do. <laughs> I'd had a, um, a skin issue on my cheeks. Um, okay. And um, I was still vegetarian at this point as well. Um, so obviously diet and it was just a se- accumulation of all these things where I spent two weeks and even if you asked my mother about that time, I was pathetic. Really? For two weeks, I'd still get up and go to work, but I was in near tears throughout that entire two weeks. Wow. I'd literally sit there and as soon as my mother would come in, I'd cling to her. Oh. I'd want her there. Um, she'd look at me and I'd start bawling my eyes out. I never want to go back to that no. place. I think I I do know where that came from. I was just so stressed about what was going yeah. on because it was a, it was a rare issue on my cheeks. It's, it's yeah. de- dealt with now, but it didn't. It knocked my confidence. Yeah. Um. It actually hurt because like, there was like blisters. It. I couldn't control it, and I was cutting stuff out because I didn't know what it was at that time. Yeah. So I was cutting stuff out of my diet. I wasn't sleeping properly, so I was stressing myself out. Um, accumulation. Yeah. Isn't it? I was kind of starving myself, not because I wanted to starve myself, but I just wasn't giving myself a kind very of good diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. And, yeah. That's mad. It's crazy the kind of um, severity you can go to in different yeah. ways, because I don't think I've ever had something like that, but I also feel like if you, if I, when I try and explain it to people, if you put it on a scale of 1 to 10 of my stress, maybe, yeah. I'm a constant bubbling pot of 7 maybe maybe six okay i'm like if i'm trying to explain it to someone and just say my threshold is eight 
eight out of ten and I'm having a panic attack or I'm having a cry or I'm reaching out. So if I'm always at this level, this bubbling under layer of six or seven, a tiny little thing can make me lose my shit. Which a normal person, or when I say normal, I mean someone who's not dealing with anxiety, yeah, not, not necessarily normal. Yeah. Um, if someone doesn't have those issues, it wouldn't affect them. It might lead them to a three out of ten. Whereas for people like us, it could be something as as trivial as your skincare to some people and other people. Like for me, I know if I had something like that on my face, for instance, I would feel the exact same way as you. Yeah. Um, and some people might be like, oh, I don't, I don't give a crap what I look like because people have different needs and I wants. I mean, I'm not a vain person. No, I know. But because I didn't know what it was, the doctors weren't the best. It was painful. Um, I mean, it was rare. So, you know, I didn't expect them to, like, go, I know what it is. That's but weird. Sorry, I forgot what I was saying. No, we, we, we were just saying, about. you know, it can be something like, you know, something as little as so that. So I'm not a vain person, big as that. No. but it just, whatever was going on in my head, I was just like, I just feel like crap. Yeah. And then, this, I, d- I don't know why, it just, the, the stress got way too much. Mm-hmm. My body was tired. My my head was tired. It was just, yeah. It, it, it was just too much. My God. Yeah. All right, so oh my gosh, no, but this is really we, really good. We had a discussion before we started doing this about going off on a tangent. I think um, it's all been good tangents, though, because they, they, they have been, mental health related. Like you said, they, they are, but yeah, I know. We they, do they, it's a time. very hard thing to ask a question and an answer within about yeah. two minutes. Yeah, I know. There, there, is, there is no simple That's answer good, to though. it. I think my last my last kind of question then would be: What's one thing that is that you would say has really helped you deal with your anxiety? I think um, I've I've done my best for myself to 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 work out how I can make myself feel that a little bit better. Yeah. If if I can, um, I appreciate that. There are gonna be days where I have to do it myself, and there's no necessarily one way, but maybe um, I can think about things that are upcoming. I, I yeah. very much love having something to look forward to. Um, the monotony of work and stuff like that can make it so much worse. Like a dredge. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my head is just those people who maybe understand like you do yeah. or try to. Yeah. Because that is all it takes is trying. Yeah. And just being there. And just listening yeah. sometimes. And not judging. Like people listening and being like, oh my gosh, I never anticipated that. Instead of people saying... Well, I don't know why you feel like that. No. Because that immediately makes me feel like I'm being so judged. So much worse. Um, I don't know how I did it, but I dealt with this very much by myself. I think that's really I don't, healthy. I though. don't think... But it wasn't because now I can say that I do deal with it myself sometimes if I need to. Yeah. But at that point, I, was ju- I just made myself so angry and such a... Yeah. I don't think I'm the most like bubbly and happy person there is. I'm just not. Um, but neither am I what I was back when I was yeah. a teenager. But whatever I was feeling and struggling, really struggling to deal with, just made me maybe quite cold and quite like put a barrier up. Too too tough. Like yeah. I just I wasn't letting anybody in. So now that I've kind of only this year. Yeah. So I was, I'm twenty five this year. Only this year have I actually opened up to people. Yeah. So knowing that I can, even if it's a struggle, knowing that I can, that has sort of, at least that's there. 
I completely agree with you on this whole dealing with it yourself because I think I went the complete opposite way last year where I was really struggling and I was with a boy who didn't make me feel very good but I was so dependent on him to make me happy he was the one thing that made me feel good ironically so he'd treat me like shit and then the thought of maybe going to cinema with him or the thought of me going around his on a Sunday lunch to have a roast dinner with his family, that was all that got me through the day sometimes. Whereas That's I, weird, isn't it? Which is really weird, but now I realise, and I, and I had these conversations with my boyfriend, when he has been like, I want to be there for you, I've maybe been so far removed now where I go, I don't want to be dependent on anyone. No. I need to deal with this myself because I don't want to be in an unhealthy place again. I'm like that without even having that experience. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, you don't necessarily need to have experienced that to be no. like that. Yeah. But I completely appreciate why you want to do it yourself because you want to be self-reliant. I want to know that if I can't reach my boyfriend yeah. or my friends or I couldn't get a hold of you, that I could, for that hour, make myself feel better. Yeah watch a film, go for a walk, whatever it is, I know I can do that. So I think that's a very important thing, is trying to find these things that will make you feel, even for the short term, better. And ultimately, as you said, having the conversation, communicating with people, because there are people in my family, and probably in your family, who have never dealt with mental health, but they're making the effort to understand, and they're trying and that, I think, is the biggest thing because if I have an argument with my mum, for instance, later on, I'll explain to her, you saying this made me feel like this. And she'll go, I'm so sorry. I, I never had the exact that. same conversation with my mother. And they never say it again. And it's this massive learning curve for everyone. Yeah. So I think that's, like, the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've had the same conversation with Anthony. Sometimes he gets down. Um, and we've both said the same thing. We want to be there for each other. Yeah. But neither do we want to think in our heads that's the only person that can make me happy. Yeah. Because I don't think that's healthy. No, it just it's isn't. not. No, no, it's um, not. Th- they can play a major part in it. Yeah. But I can definitely understand from probably most people who are dealing with that that you should be trying to... Yeah. Because it will make things like breakups so much harder, isn't it? Some days you need that. You need people and you've got to yeah. accept that. You so you want to be by yourself, but you need that. You need somebody yeah. to give you a hug. You need somebody to just listen to you, to just talk okay. to you, make you, try and make you laugh. Yeah, Auntie does that all the time. That's really cute. It, just it, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can. Yeah, it, it just yeah. It's but a learning just curve, take isn't it, it? it? That is pretty much all I do. I take it a day at a time. That's important though. Oh my gosh, now we've realised that we've been speaking for like 50 minutes. But we do nothing but talk. <laughs> we do nothing but chat. But it was so nice to have Alex on my podcast. And I'm hoping that she's going to be on again soon. Because she definitely said she wasn't going to have a lot to say. And obviously she does, which is fab. But thanks, Al. You're very much welcome. Bye. <laughs> So that was me having a quite long and rambly but very relevant conversation with uh, my really, really good friend Alex just about our, I guess, our different journeys with anxiety. And I guess the main point of that whole conversation was communication, communicating with friends, family, communicating to 
absolute strangers if that is the the way that you can deal with it because the more we get people talking about these kinds of things the more understanding there'll be of it the more research there'll be behind it and the more kind of provision that there will be for people who deal with it so I hope that you've managed to take something away from this episode and if you're not yourself affected you know exactly how to support that person that you're thinking about right now so thank you so much for listening and we will be back same time next week with another